podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, welcome to the Premier League show. Uh, hope you're all doing well. Um, there was Dean Lockwood just asked who's on tonight. Well, I'm your host, Kev, and joined tonight by Luke and by Joe from Albion Obsessed. And we're hoping to get another guest on later on, but he's a bit busy at the minute, so fingers crossed he might show up later on. But listen, there's loads of content on the channel that we've covered the um, VAR stuff and Everything, all the fallout from it, there's loads of it there. Me and Gav had a good hour show last night where we went through line by line. The transcripts of the audio that was released and discussed it at length, but I thought it was important to get a non-biased, an outside view, looking from the outside in, from someone whose opinion that I respect in the game. So um, that's why I... I well, I reached out to Joe anyway because we're playing we're playing um, Brighton at the weekend, but it's a double double whammy for me because I get to ask Joe about the uh, VAR incident and everything that's come out, even including today about the um, Jurgen Klopp's press conference. But I haven't spoke to Luke in a while. Luke, you haven't had your uh, your say or your fill in all of this. Um, how are you? You all right? I've had a pretty hectic week, uh, Kev knows what week I've had. I've had some positive news. So that's sort of taken the front forward. I have kept my eye on what happened. I, I remember watching the game and the statement and everything. When I saw the audio, when I heard the audio, I was like, you could have put clown music with that whole thing. And that would have been the perfect representation to what I heard. Just a bunch of people had no idea what they're doing. And the only person that had any thought on what to do was someone who was not supposed to speak. It's like, are you yeah, sure I, you're okay with that? Yeah. yeah, I thought that I thought that was brilliant actually. Um the the video technician um was the one guy who he 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 comes out with this smelling of roses because he's the only one who basically had a clue about what was going on. Or give him some competent people to work with, and he can just go back to drawing lines on the screen and watching football, you know, because I'm pretty sure he's he's really good at his job. But yeah, no, it was mad. It was absolutely mad. But listen, Joe, how are you? How's things with Brighton at the minute? I know Saturday was not a great day for you, but those kind of days can happen in football. Mm. But how are you in general? How's things? I haven't spoke to you or not. Yeah, things personally are okay. Things Brighton-wise, last couple of results haven't been okay um losing to chelsea in their world cup final isn't fun seeing all their uh responses <laughs> online hilarious. they absolutely love it um that they beat us but you know energy drink cup and all that not overly bothered um the one i'm bothered about is the aston villa result um not only because we lost 6-1 but it looks like we've lost purvis to stoop and yan for at least a month um, and we don't have uh, another natural left back in the squad, so you yeah. Do have someone in the squad who who knows how to play the role, though. James Milner, mm. Lamptey, Charrett Lamptey. I yeah, yeah. Lamptey's done well there. 
very very well played very well uh old trafford in that in that position uh igor can play there as well um i've heard the zerbi say so you know it's just a, a matter of wait and see what happens we've got a lot of fixtures october is absolutely stacked for us yeah. um I mean, and your yeah. ne- your next four fixtures if you want to tell the people in the chat because they probably won't be following it as closely as what i have in the last few weeks but what are yeah. your next four fixtures so I believe it's Marseille, Liverpool, Man City, Ajax. Oh, how bad! Oh, wow. how bad! How bad! Um, in all fairness, when you um, but yeah. these are these are the games you want to play. These are the games you want to see your team do well in. And and you know, <laughs> over the last year year and a half, we've been defying the odds and getting really good results out of these types of games. So I'm looking forward to it as much as I'm anxious for it. Um. And it starts tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Thor, we're definitely going to be coming to that in a second. Um, I'm starring all the comments regarding it. I'm starring all yeah, the, look, the comments we, regarding it. Yeah, guys, we know that Klopp's press Why, what happened? Today was... What happened? Don't know what happened. Uh, well, <laughs> funny you should say that because I actually have the transcript of it. I'm not reading all of it. But I am going to read a bit of it. Where he says, the audio didn't change... And the audio didn't change it at all because I was not really interested in why things happened because I saw the outcome. I saw a goal we scored that didn't count. So I was not waiting for the audio and then sitting there hoping to find out how it could ha- how how could it could this happen. What I want to say is it's really important that as big as football is and as important as football is to us that we really deal with it in a proper way. And I mean that all of the people involved, on-field ref, linesman, fourth official, and now especially the, K- the VAR, that they didn't do this on purpose. And we should not forget this. Yes, it was a mistake. It was an obvious mistake. And I think there would have been solutions for it afterwards. And I can say immediately, even probably some people don't want me to say, but... As a manager of Liverpool, not as a manager of Liverpool, important to stress that, not as a manager of Liverpool so much, but more as a football person, I think the outcome should be a replay. That's how it is. Probably won't happen. We've all seen the that line that Klopp demands a replay. That line, line that everyone has gone with. And look, I love the bones of the man. I disagree with him on that. On that. 100%. I agree with him on every single thing that he made, every single point that he made in his press conference about the solutions should be found in game. If this happens again, IFAB need to have a system in place so that the correct decision can be brought to bear. But look, Luke, first and foremost, Jurgen Klopp comes out and says in a personal capacity, he thinks it should be a replay. What do you think? Sorry, Jurgen. I think you're on your own on this one. It shouldn't be a replay because you're opening up a Pandora's box that I don't think people would want to have open. Because if you, I think there's loopholes. Like if UEFA got involved, there's a possibility that it could happen. If you did this for this game, any other dodgy decision, like if Brighton lost to Liverpool, because the same thing, Brighton be going. Well, I want a rematch. 
We had exactly the same thing last season against Palace. Yeah, like every like apology that PG MOL has written out, the club can go, I want a rematch. Because you've just admitted that you've just screwed us over, so now I want a rematch. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you'll be stuck in this endless rematch, 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 rematch. Yeah. And where there will never be a conclusive ending because there will probably be a mistake in every rematch. You're then going to be clogging up an already clogged up fixture schedule. Uh, for me, like it shouldn't happen. I th- I get why Klopp has said it. He said it because to keep it in the media, because things are starting to die down a little bit. Like the I don't know what not you've seen the article from the Daily Telegraph. I've not bothered to read it all because I'm not paying for it. Saying that um, Darren England won't ref any more of Liverpool's games this season, and that the VAR protocol will be basically it will still stay stay the same. Just have to make yeah. you, you have to double, double, double check that you know what you're yeah. doing. So apart from that, nothing's really changed. Just a ref's not going to be influencing. Well, influencing is probably not the correct word, but he's yeah. not going to be involved in refing our games for the rest of the season. And that's already upset fans about. Oh, Liverpool have got this ref not refing their games. Chelsea fans are going. I want Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Taylor banned and and stuff like that and. Arsenal literally got Lee Mason sacked last season because he forgot to draw the lines. Yeah. Forgot to draw the lines and he was sacked. And then got brought back yeah. in the back door to teach them how to well, use VAR, which is ironic. <laughs> Match makes a point. It doesn't matter what Klopp says. Some journalists and fans will distort and exaggerate. I'm glad he was honest. And he was honest. You know, mm-hmm. it's um it he he said what he thought and He's probably been sat in it for three or four days and realized, look, I've got to address this. And he addressed it. And that's his opinion. And he's perfectly entitled to it. The man has been in football for 50 years and he's earned his stripes to be able to say what he wants to say. Um, Joe, from the outside looking in, when you go, we'll rewind it back to when the incident happened. Did you watch the game? I didn't watch the game, no. But you, I saw you saw the, the incident. You've seen the incident since. What did mm-hmm. you think of it when you first saw it, or when you first started seeing it? Because it must have started dripping through that this something big had happened. Yeah, at first it was the still image, um, and people saying, "Why is the lines not been drawn?" And then you're zooming in. You don't even have to zoom in, like to see no. what the decision should have been. Um, and because I wasn't watching the game, it was sort of out of context. So I was a little bit like, ah, oh, just scroll past it. And then all the noise starts and you're thinking, OK, right, I've got to watch it here and see exactly what happened in the context of the game. And the more it unfolds, the more your head goes into your hands. Whatever fan of whatever club you are, you cannot stand there for that decision and say, Thank God for that. Like, if you're a tot- a, a Tottenham fan, you're not going to stand there and go, "Oh, get in there." Oh, like, in, in oh, my opinion, celebrating, we little crying stuff. It's like that, absolutely but... ridiculous. It happens to their club. They are just as aggrieved as you guys are. And like I, I tweeted you guys the other day, mm. I was fuming at it because we see it time and time and time again. And that's why I asked how you guys were feeling because I just couldn't. Um, if that happened 
against us and and it it did in a similar way against Palace last season it is complete injustice because those three points that could have come from that mean so much at the end of the season there's so much riding on these three points and by the end of the season if you lose out the title or Champions League football by three points you will instantly go back to this game what if that's that's why Klopp has said about the replay. Yeah. However, as you say, Luke, that opens a whole can of worms that you do not want to go down. Same box as when we bought VAR and said it opened up yeah. the Pandora's box. And mm. to be honest, has VAR really changed much? We're still moaning about... No, it's, it's added more decision. controversy. highlighting how much... I think people with the silver caps and, you know, the conspiracy theories and... Stuff like that, saying this only happens to Liverpool. Only Liverpool gets um, screwed over by refs. I think VAR has shown as a whole that every club gets screwed at some point this season. Yes, some clubs, it may happen to more than others, but every single club gets screwed. And and when Mike Dean is coming out and saying, yeah, I didn't give that red card because they didn't want to get my mate in trouble. Excuse me? Mm. Excuse what, me. You... What what has to happen now is they absolutely have to make it so that the conversations that we are suddenly hearing now, because Liverpool asked for it, they have to be broadcast at the time for fans to hear all over the world, in my opinion, because then you get into a, a stage where actually the referee will say, right, let's stop the game because this is for the whole world to see. Stop the game. Let's get the correct decision and move on. I don't care how long it takes you to get to that correct decision. As long as there's justice, because that protects the integrity of football. Um, if you can if you can bring back up Tariq's comment there for me, please. Um, Tariq is making the point that ESPN reported on a US equivalent of PGMOL overseeing the USL in 2021 called for a replay of a game when the incorrect application of the rules was made. We replayed the game from the goal also. That was the precedent that was set by Howard Webb in the was a game that Paul Dalglish was managing. And yeah. I think it was the uh, US equivalent of the second division. And they did. They went back and they replayed the game from that minute onwards. Now, no. I understand people's frustration. I understand where Tarek is coming from. And I understand what people in the chat are saying that, yeah, get get the replay going and all that. I'm, I'm like, I didn't feel that at the time. I felt that, no, it's, it's football. It, it's You're going to have wrong decisions. You're going to have absolute horrendous howlers. Hmm. And can I take you back VAR to is an absolute not- howler? That was yeah, sure. of, I think, 2021-2020 time. Lockdown football, right? So mm. Brighton played Manchester United at the Amex. Um, and oh, we good. we pulled it back for two all. Um, and at the end of the game, the referee blew the final whistle and the players were walking off the pitch. VAR got involved. They reversed full time and gave Manchester United the penalty. Yeah. After that... ending the game. Yeah. That is, you know... The... Yeah. The, the thing is, I thought Redmond TV put out a tweet yesterday and I thought it was a great analogy. If there's two balls on the pitch, they'll stop the game. You know, it doesn't matter where you are on the pitch, they'll just immediately stop the game, get rid of one of the balls, drop ball and carry on. 
the guy who was in the VAR hub, I don't know if you've listened to the audio, but uh, I, I'm sure you have. I'm sure all of us have. The guy in the VAR hub gave them an out yesterday. Where And I don't know, how, Joe, how would you feel if this is what happened uh, as a neutral in, in all of this, where he was telling them to stop the game, uh, you know, repeatedly telling them to stop the game. This is a guy who was with Hawkeye for four years. He knows the system inside now. And the Klopp's other point that he got made in the press conference today that basically got lost is you stop the game, the referee goes to the two coaches and says that we've made an absolute howler here. That goal that we thought was offside was actually onside. It should have stood. And you get an agreement from the two managers that Luis Diaz walks the ball into the net and the goal is scored. If you if that happened against Brighton, how would you feel? Given the same well, context of the game. It's, it's a legitimate goal. I think there was a similar thing where... I think it was in a Leeds game a couple of seasons ago where they were incorrectly given a goal and Bielsa basically said, no, let them score. Yeah. Let them score from the kickoff. And they did. Um, And again, it's about the integrity of the game. And if that, if that happened and there was a mutual decision between the two managers, you couldn't argue with that. You couldn't argue with the fact that the referee saying there should be a goal here. Because had they have come to the correct decision, you would have already been a goal down anyway. Exactly. So it doesn't it doesn't change the course of the game either way. Um, Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, that part of the press conference has been completely ignored by the Gary Neville's. Uh, you know the football. Hey, Gary Neville. Of, uh, is a liar because it yeah, came out that you know that they said that. Ah, oh, sorry, we didn't really get the lines in, and no, apparently it has come out that they had that footage. And like they had the fact that they could have shown that Diaz was on side, but they decided not to show it on air uh, because it would filter down to the players. So in Gary saying, yeah, you know, uh, we've not heard anything. I've not heard anything in my ear. He's absolutely lying because he would have been told something that they've made the cock up. Um, well, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of that. If, if it's true, then, you know, there's got to be war. But... I I'm I just think that the way that was the legitimate out that the VR hub was trying to give the VR assistance. But the frustrating thing for me, Luke, I'll come to you, is IFAP have basically ruled that out now. They've said that they're not going to change their procedures for VR. And what Klopp suggested, and I think that was probably the reason why he made the statement in the first place. But it's been completely ignored. Is to force IFAB into change, ultimately to help the on-field referees because human error is going to happen. Mm. It's football, you know. It's a fast-paced game. There are always going to be errors, even with VAR. You, nothing is perfect, and nobody ever said that it was going to be perfect. Yeah. But with IFAB now saying that it's not, what happens from here? Uh, do you want the honest answer or do you want the honest answer, answer? Yeah, honest answer. Nothing. Not the uh, no Nothing. honest answer. What do you think happens from here? Nothing. Just continue as you were. Make sure that you double check before you say anything. That's it. Nothing. Nothing. And if the Premier League actually wanted to change, the clubs would actually get in the meeting and go, 
are you guys fed up with this? Yes, then we should go to the Premier League because we are like if 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 we tell the Premier League we want to get something done, we'll get it done because it was the clubs that declined the Premier League. Yeah, as I've brought up the comment here, yeah, that they declined to use the AI offside system that they used in the World Cup. I've watched most of the Newcastle PSG game offside. Like there was perfect. It's like it, it was almost teasing Premier League fans of how simple, simplistic that AI system was. Boom, done, easy. But nothing's going to be changed. Like it will be swept under the carpet. Every, every media, uh, talk sports, Sky, uh, they've got their clip. Clock wants a replay. Fans have taken it. Fans have ran because football fans are fickle. Football fans don't don't understand and. When it's their club, when this happens, they're gonna turn to Liverpool and go, "Oh, are you? Uh, well, are you, are you gonna write a statement and and defend us?" No, because your club should have been doing the same thing. Arsenal should have done the same thing last season when when Lee Mason forgot to drew the lines and sort of stopped their momentum in the title race. Like that's an Arsenal. Thing, thing to do. Like nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change well, unless the clubs want change. And I don't think the clubs want change. I just think that they don't. I think clubs taking mad, bullets for everyone in the league. And unfortunately, I think the clubs are going to go. Well, clubs well Joe, um, Darren England has been taking off Liverpool games for the rest of the season. Um, you okay with Darren England rocking up to the Amex to? Be a VAR in your games in a month's time. No. After what you listened to. No. So it it, it changes nothing, as as Luke's saying. Absolutely changes nothing, and it just it's just going to be pushed onto a, a, another club to be the mugs of of an of the next VAR cock up and the and and the next PGMOL apology. We had five last season. Six. Wow an incredible amount and i got mad respect for liverpool for standing up and saying actually no we want more from this we want to hear what has happened and we need something done about it whether what's been done about it is what you wanted but i i i have full respect for liverpool saying actually no this is not right because we should have done that last season every single time um especially the crystal palace one that you know, that one still outrages me to this day. We were about four or five points off of Champions League football, I believe, yeah. at the end of the last season. So had had those decisions gone our way, and again, you know, that's the same with with all games. You know, we shouldn't have lost five yeah. one to Everton. We shouldn't have lost three one to Nottingham Forest. So on, so forth. However, it changes the course of the season, um, and I wish we were a little bit stronger, um, and, and we absolutely have to be when the next cock-up happens, because it will. 100% it will. There's a super chat there from Adventures. Adventures. Give Liverpool a point, let Spurs keep three. Um, look, yeah, I, I jokingly I, said to like a, a mate of mine that, that supports United, he was, I was like, I'll take the point and go home. Like, Give me the point, give me the goal, give me the point, and I'll happily walk away from this. But unfortunately, um, that does not how this, yeah, game, this I, game does not work that way. Yeah, and for look, I and I wouldn't, I don't want it to look. I said last night at the end of the pod, Spurs have done nothing wrong in this. 
Spurs played the game that was in front of them and they got their winner in the 96th minute through an own goal. And as far as I'm concerned, Spurs have done nothing wrong in this. Goals change games. Is Does it not make you goal- cringe though, Kev, when you see all of these like Spurs players, cut- Spurs legends? Not 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 even ex players, but um like on the Tottenham YouTube channel, they've got all the behind the scenes stuff and the players are coming back into the tunnel mm. after the game, so bloody elated that they've won oh. a football match. And it's like no, I don't does it not? I, that would no, because massively. It doesn't I'm bother me because at the end of the day, your players bringing their kids on the pitch and celebrating and doing laps of honour and what have you. If if that's how they want to galvanise their team spirit, I mean, we saw it when Klopp took over, where he took the fans to the cop and you know did the German thing that we you know get everyone holds hands and it built unity in the club. Tottenham's only interested in what happens with Tottenham. And at the end of the day, I'm not bothered about what their players do and how they celebrate games and goals and wins and what have you. Ultimately, look, they got three points. And they got three points. There were two unbeaten sides going into that game. And for 26 minutes, we had the potential to have the game of the season in that 95 minutes. It was all set up to be an absolute thriller of a game. And between the Curtis Jones red card, the non-offside, you know, the offside goal that wasn't given... The goal, the onside goal that wasn't given, sorry. And two minutes later, Spurs go and score. Goals change, like I said, goals change games. If that goal from Diaz counted, we're starting off the game with 10 men with something to hold on to and something to defend. We'll never know how that game could have played. So it doesn't matter trying to second guess. We could have got a point. We could have got, we could have still got beat. You know, it could have galvanized Spurs to really go for it. And they could have tried different things. We don't know. We'll never Probably, know. The only game... thing that really annoyed me, apart from the goal, was Jota's loss, like head loss. That, that was probably the one thing that I was most annoyed about. Yeah. The whole game was like, yes, at their first yellow is not a yellow. And a dogie should have been sent off because consistency, when you're waving the yellow, then you should, you should get a yellow. He should have been off. But let's be honest, Jota had an absolute st- Dinker of a camp here. It was like he committed five fouls. At least four of them were probably yellow card worthy. And and after you get a yellow, what don't you do is give the ref a decision to make. And he yeah. gave the ref a pretty easy decision, and off yeah. he went. That's yeah, what I, I was I, most annoyed about. Was was that incident? Yeah, I don't think anyone is complaining about that one. On the um, Joe, come to you on the Curtis Jones one. I don't know if you've seen that or not. You've seen the tackle. Um, Klopp was at we Klopp Liverpool appealed the red card on the basis that VAR again didn't follow their own procedures. When the referee arrived at the screen, he, the still image of Jones's foot on Basuma's leg was on the screen for three seconds, and then he went and showed the slow mo. And then showed it in full time, in in real time. I think he showed it in real time. How do you how how do you see that? I mean, for me, I, I just thought the procedure was all wrong. I I said on the match day and the, at the the post, I had no problem with the red or it being upgraded to a red because I saw as soon as he goes to the monitor and they see where his foot landed, he's that's just going to be a red card. It's not about what you thought; it's about what happens at the end of the tackle. So 
I mean, how do you think in general that was handled? Because this was before um, any goal or any offside. This was just Darren England getting involved in the game. Yeah, I think they they're right to call him over to the monitor and and have a look at it because of how the tackle ended. Um, yeah. But everything looks worse in slow motion. Everything looks worse as a still image, um, and because the still image really is out of context, because you see two players going for the ball. Curtis Jones' foot almost roll over the ball. No excessive excessive force in the tackle either. Um, so it's one of those where it can go one of two ways. Um, and yeah, for, for me, it, it was it was dealt with probably not in a way that you would want it to. You would want to see a, a referee um, see the the incident in full speed first. And then make a decision based on what he should have seen um, during the uh, during the game, um, not a slow motion image because yeah, slow motions. Okay. Richard's making the point there. The Jones the Jones power was never shown at full speed. I okay, I yeah, Richard, I'll take your point. Um, mm. Klopp actually made the point um, that if he was the referee and went to the screen and the first thing he saw was that still image. He just sent Jones off. And he said as, as soon as he saw the slow motion replay, he just still sent him off. But seeing it in real time and what really happened, he said, no, it's a yellow card. And I understand where Klopp was coming from in that. That's the, and that's a very fair precedent. opinion to have. With, yeah. with similar challenges, like the Gusto against Villa, um, yeah, Casemiro had before, a few yeah. last season where he just slipped um, yeah. o- over the ball and he caught the player in the shin. Red card, so at least it's probably the only thing they've been consistent about, to be mm. to be honest. Okay. Um, well, I firmly believe Darren England should have been fired for gross. Should be fired for gross gross misconduct. Um, and t- he, the assistant manager, the assistant VR should also go because I firmly believe they couldn't handle the pressure of the occasion, and they failed in their to in their duty to give the accurate information to the on-field referee. That will never happen. I can't read that, Joe. You'll have to... Yep, Sky News have just... It says, Sky News, and this is the headline, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has demanded a replay of their Premier League match against Tottenham after a goal was wrongly decided. I I have literally read to you, word for word, exactly what was said. Now, the problem is, you seeing a headline like that on Sky News... Klopp demands replay and blah, blah, blah. I read what his actual words were. And his actual words were, as a football person, not as the Liverpool manager, I think it should be a replay. But it probably won't happen. That's to be all and all of what he actually said. Joe, Joe Wayman, how are you? Good night tonight. I'm good, mate. Yeah, we How are you keeping? I'm all right, mate. We won a game of football. That's the main thing, isn't it? So, yeah, happy yeah, days. absolutely. Exactly, hey, happy dope. days. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, no worries, man. You've, you've had a cracker cracker of a night's night. You're up into the top six, I think. That's right, uh, yeah. we're gonna come, We'll come back to the to the top stuff in a minute. How are things going at Leeds? How are you? I haven't spoke to you in ages. 
Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Uh, Leeds were not the best start, but then we got a few wins and then we got smashed um, by Southampton at the weekend. But I think we'll be all right, mate. I just think that the, the, the league's won. I think Leicester, they just can't be stopped right now, to be honest. They've got off to a flyer. They won a game 3-0 last night. Uh, tonight, sorry. Um, Ipswich are going really good as well. Um, Kieran McKenna there, ex-Man United, of course. Um they're doing bits, but I think we'll be all right, man. I think we've got too much, like uh, for for the division. Your man Rutter like... is actually, you know, mm. he. What's the story with him? Because look, when he signed, he signed for big money, big yeah. reputation, yeah. Uh, big mm -hmm. hope, and yeah. it just didn't pan out. Now, how, mm. how's things going for him at the minute? Uh, mate, he's yeah, he's, he's flying. To be honest, he had a, quite a few offers from Europe. Apparently, Dortmund asked as well, mate. To be honest, because. Obviously, he was doing bits at Hoffenheim before he came to Leeds United. He's a good player. He's still young. Um, but Daniel Farker, having worked in Germany, obviously put his arm around him. And, um, yeah, he's showing up, mate. He's, he just looks a level above. So, I think a year in the Championship does him good. It's the same with Nonto and Co, you know. Get get a year in the Championship, play men's football for, you know, a full season, 46 games, whatever it is, and then we'll have another crack at the Premier League if we get promoted. Um, yeah. I hope we do. I hope we do, Kev. I hope you do too. Um, mm -hmm. The league is a lot better for Leeds being in it than not being in it. Um, oh, true. I did. You do the watch along on Saturday evening for the Spurs Liverpool game. I didn't, mate. No, I was actually out. No. Um, I was out. Um, <laughs> Shame. Uh, I know, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, of all the fallout, it's wild, isn't it, mate? It's wild. Well, you tell really me bad. because. You're you're watching a lot of football now. Leeds have played ten games so far in the championship this season. Yeah. You in this year you've seen VAR in operation in the Premier League. Yeah. You've watched ten games now without VAR, without any influence from outside. Yeah. How are you enjoying the football when you compare the two first and foremost? Because there's a lot of calls from people saying, you know, get rid of VAR. It, it depends, mate. Like tonight, right? Bamford yeah. goes through. Asmir Begovic looks like he brings him down. Asmir Begovic gets a red card. When you watch the replay, Pampered's dived. So, I, I'm i like, yes, keeper's been sent off, buzzing. But, like, from a QPR perspective, he's dived. So, therefore, the keeper shouldn't have been sent off. And there's been occasions where, in the early games, had we have had VAR against West Brom, for example, he's handled the ball. And they score. You're like, oh, if only we had VAR. And then th there's been occasions where it's gone for and against. That's what I'm saying. I think, mm -hmm. to be honest, I don't think VAR's the problem. It's the Muppets that are operating. That's the issue. It's true, though. Like It is. True. Even with with, the, with this offside thing, Kev, like, for, for whatever reason, the PGMLO turned down the opportunity to have that AI um, offside thing, didn't they? Obstant which was used... What? Yeah, which was used in the World Cup, though, right? And which was used in um, um, in the Champions League. It's used that auto automated like offside thing. Why do we say, you know, we don't want that? What? Why? And why have we got referees doing the that? You could tell from that recording they didn't have a clue and they were panicking. And the one guy that knew what he was doing was a guy that wasn't a referee. Do you know what I mean? I think he was the mm -hmm. VAR assistant or something, and he's going. No, he was sure a, this is the, right? the video technician. He was the video yeah. technician. Yeah, you so... know the guy who who doesn't talk. 
You know, he's literally yeah. there to be seen and not heard. He's like the, yeah. the naughty child in the corner. There's a super <laughs> chat there from Darius, and it, I haven't read it. At the end of the day, there's one thing that Liverpool has control over win your games, don't play for draws, win by two, not concede. Take away the ability for others to say, always the victims. That, um, thanks for the chat, that, for the super chat, Darius. Appreciate it. That comment goes from um, comes from Simon Jordan on Talksport. And look, anyone who listens to Talksport knows how the, knows the mantra of Talksport. It's to create clicks, to create engagement, to be controversial, to say controversial things, to drive to drive content, to drive clicks, to drive advertising, and to drive revenue. That's what um, Talksport is all about. Anyone in this day and age making the comments always the victim really needs to go and have a look in the mirror and then go and look up a YouTube, uh, sorry, a Twitter account called the Spirit of Shankly and a few others who will put you straight on what comments like that mean. I live in Ireland. Joe lives in Leeds. Joe from Albion Obsessed is in Brighton. And Luke lives in Wrexham. We all know what that stuff that kind of nonsense drives and you see it online all the time. It's, it's absolute horseshit. And, but it's subconsciously there in the UK where scousers are playing for this, that and the other scousers are having reputation and it gets thrown at them all the time. It gets thrown at Northerners for another, for other things gets thrown at Southerners for other stuff, but in general it gets thrown at scousers, uh, people from Liverpool, a hell of a lot. And it's got to stop. It has to stop. That kind of language needs to come out of people's dialogue and be better, basically. Broadcasters need to be better. But that's my two cents on that one. Joe Wayman, um, on this in general, you've you've seen the incident. You've heard the audio. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you watched the club press conference today where he basically gave his own opinion on what he thinks it should be a replay. Uh, yeah. We've all basically come to the consent. I know, and I, I do you think they should count? No, hundred percent. No. Look, right, at the end okay. of the day, football is fo- football is football. The vast majority of Liverpool fans that I know have yeah, said from day one, one, as soon as soon as this stuff happened, look, it's yeah. wrong. It's bang out of order. Give us the audio. Mm. Change the process. I'd sack Darren England in the morning because he's just incompetent. Mm. But Spurs have done absolutely nothing wrong in this, um, and. It is. It's just. It is what it is. It's. If they, the the thing that's going to drive me nuts is if they don't learn from it. What would you change, or what process would you implement into VAR, the PGMOL, to improve this? Because the level of mistakes. Joe from Albion Obsessed was talking about the level of mistakes that were happening last year with Brighton, and it's continuing. It's getting worse. We've mm. brought in a new guy in Howard Webb, <laughs> and it's getting worse. Joe, you watch football for a living, and what would you do? Because you're seeing both sides of this in the last six months. I don't. I get. I've seen a few people mention in the comment the ex-players thing. I'm not sure that's going to wash, is it? Because can you imagine Jamie Carragher in there for? You know, there's just going to be alliances yeah, yeah, yeah. and allegiance. It's just not going to wash, whichever way. Football fans are still going to be annoyed because they're saying, "Oh, well, he used to play for such and such, and they hate such and such, and." 
You know, so that I'm not sure that's going to wash. But um, I think what they should do is stop thinking England or the Premier League is the be-all and end-all and we're the best at everything. And maybe go to these other countries where it's been used better because I think we can all agree it's been used better elsewhere. You don't see these sort of problems on the continent as much. Uh, or maybe we're just not aware of them. Some people might be able to tell me different, but... I just think they need to learn. Like, I just don't understand why. A simple case in point, and it rectifies the situation you had at the weekend. The AI assisted offsides. We've seen it at the World Cup. We've seen it in the Champions League. See it tonight. Like, well, yeah, exactly. So why don't? Why did the PGMLO said no? We don't want that. Why did we? I think it was a year after everyone else took the VAR. Why? Why? Because we because we think we're kingdings and we know best and. Yeah. You know, I don't actually mind what Howard Webb's doing. I like the transparency with it, Kev. Um, I get, look, they all look after each other. He's an ex-cop. We know what cop, you know, it's all in-house, you know, all that sort of stuff. Let's be real here. Um, but I, I do like the transparency behind it. Um, has it ruined the game? I don't know. You can't, you're, they're never going to get rid of it. I don't think they should, personally. It just needs to be used better. Like the clowns that you, you could tell... It needed someone to just say, right, because even the passage of play after he goes for a fecking throw, there's the perfect opportunity there to say, look, let's stop. Let's just stop. But they're all petrified. They go, they're all protocol. petrified. All right, yeah, started, but, started, started. Just, just come out of protocol. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one, yeah. if anything, they'd have got a slap on the back. Like, we'd all be going, that is great that they've done that. They've come out of protocol, but instead they've shit themselves. And that's the issue that we have. We need actual, right. yeah, people who know Mike, what they Mike, do. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, well, how to do yeah, it in rugby and cricket Mike, is yeah. spot on. I think, and I think that the fans deserve that at the very least. Look, we've talked for forty minutes. Joe's been on and had his had his say on VAR. I want us to talk about football, and <laughs> we've got a game tomorrow night against Union Saint Germain. I've been practicing, but I'll uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, you've got a huge game tomorrow night. Uh, Marseille away. The, the opening game didn't go to plan. Fair to say, <laughs> no. Um, what have you, what are you looking for in tomorrow night's game from um, Marseille, and how are you looking going into it? Um, so last season we lost five one to Everton, and Roberto De Zerbi said next week you will see the true Brighton Hove Albion and we beat Arsenal 3-0 and derailed their title race completely. Um, we lost 6-1 to Aston Villa um, on Saturday and afterwards he said exactly the same thing on Thursday. You will see the true Brighton. Um, I I rate the Zerbi's mentality management probably one of the highest in the game. I think he's absolutely fantastic at getting a reaction out of players when something really bad happens. Um, I hope, obviously, the Aston Villa thing is, is our one-off. As I say, we lost heavily last season just the once um, and, and then had a really, really good run of results afterwards. So um, all I hope to see is that the players have learned their lessons, that we're not as naive, that we go into this competition and treat it as we should. Um, and Marseille are a fantastic side and they have players capable of really hurting us um 
So we have to go and, and play the football we know we can play, but also respect the competition and, and show up and, and, and make a stand and, and show people why we qualified for this uh, competition. Um, so I, yeah, I just hope that we see a little bit more of what we know Brighton and Hove Albion can do at the moment. Joe, yeah, can I ask um, you a question, bro? Do you, do you, do you yeah. think maybe does Herbie's tinkering too much? Like, he, he changes it up all the time because, like, the system's the system and therefore we can mm. just put anyone in. But, like, the yeah. lad that made his debut and that, do you think he's maybe doing too much of it? I think what he's struggling with at the moment, and, and he said as much as well, when you lose someone like Moises Caicedo and someone like Alexis McAllister, you have to change your way of playing football completely. Um, and in, in, in his opinion, we've been playing a completely different style. Well, I haven't seen that much, but I'm not as much of a tactician as he is. No, I, I, I do think that there isn't the stability that we'd want to see in the back line. Um, Lewis Dunk's been out injured. We, we have had uh, a change of Jason Steele and Bart Verbruggen in goal. Um, but that's because Jason Steele did so well for us last season. Can you drop him? I don't think you can. And when you bring in a goalkeeper for £16 million, can you keep him on the bench again? I don't know. Um, we've played a lot of football. Um, obviously, had a lot of international players out uh, at their countries and, and playing more football there as well. I think the squad maybe isn't what people thought it, it was going to be this season. Um, and we we've just had to sort of rotate a few players in and, and just see what our best team is. And I don't think he's worked it out yet with the with the huge gaps of Moises Caicedo and, and Alexis. Well, one of the stats on this, uh, Marseille have, just, have won just one of their past 16 Europa League group games, drawing eight, losing seven. You um, just know it's going to be Brighton and Hove Albion <laughs> to end that well, one. <laughs> <laughs> Marseille have won just one of their past 15 meetings with Premier League opposition, two draws, 12 losses, with their most recent victory Again. coming against Chelsea in 2010. You just know <laughs> it's going to be Brighton over Albion that end that fall. Well, they got Aubameyang playing for them, I think, at the minute. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're, they're flying on all cylinders. Um It'll be a, it'll be a good game to watch. It'll be an interesting one for sure. Uh, but yeah, like you said earlier, it's a hell of a fixture run that Brighton have coming up now with Marseille, Liverpool, Manchester City, Ajax. You know, it, it's like I said to you the last time you were on the show. Go back, you know, go back six years until six, you know, six years younger, Joe. That by the way, you're going to be playing blah 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 blah. Um, not just there on pre-season friendly. Six years ago, I would have half believed you because we were in the Premier League and playing Man City and and Liverpool. 13 years ago, Joe, would have called you absolutely insane. We were playing (laughs) League One football 13 years ago. Yeah, remember. And now that, that fixture list, I keep looking at it and I'm like, how? How is my little football club playing against these European giants um, and people are saying that Brighton can compete against these European giants as well it's yeah, yeah it's it's insanity um, but the real Brighton of Albion is the one you saw on Saturday that lost 6-1 to Aston Villa so there's a reality well, check for everyone look, I'll tell you what we've been there with Aston Villa and you're having two or three deflected goals and you <sighs> know 
Yeah. Shit happens, yeah. you know, and it does in football, and, it, and the Premier League is cruel that way, it, and it punishes you. But I don't know, we'll see. Luke, we have Union Saint Joao, and Thor put up the comment earlier on that Kevin McAllister might not be playing because he's lost in New York. I thought, cute. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm looking forward to tomorrow now. I'm looking forward to after the performance against Spurs. Right, and down to nine men, and backs against the wall, and the way we defended, and the way we played, even with 10 men and then down to nine for 20-odd minutes, and the way we played, and the attitude that we showed. I can't wait to watch us again. How about yourself? Hey, I can't. I cannot wait, because hopefully this time Liverpool keep 11 men on the pitch. That'd be more be of nice, an achievement than winning the game, which is keeping 11 men on the pitch. Uh, yeah, I think after the weekend, i just desperate to play another game. Sort of put, we've got, put this whole. We've got mess. some injury worries coming into this one, though. Cody Gakpo's out for a couple of for a couple of games. Yeah. Um, Darwin's carrying a knock. Um, Trent's coming back, which is good. At least Jota gets to play. But he gets to start. Jota, him and yeah. Jones will definitely yeah, be playing because they won't be playing against Brighton. So they're going. How strong be... do you think? How strong do you think he goes? Um, I think he'll go. F- I think up bear front, in mind. You, Union are top of their league. And they're unbeaten. I think we go fairly strong. I think it. I think it will be similar to the um, to the first game that that there'll be a bit of a miss m- mishmash of a team, and then they'll have like Salah, Van Dyke, McAllister, Sabozlai on the bench. So if things aren't going Liverpool's way, then they'll bring them on second half to win the game, sort of thing. So I think it'll be similar to the last game away. Where there'll be a few fringe players that will go, come on, show me that you deserve to play in the uh, the Premier League. And if you don't pull up any trees, then I will be bringing on the big guns off the bench to finish the job. So I imagine that will be roughly the same. I do expect Trent to start getting ready for the weekend. Uh, Kwanzaa to come in, Simicass. Um, Doak to probably play. Doak to probably play left wing. Maybe Elliot right wing. Jones, Endo, um, Gravenberch maybe gets to start. Yeah, so I think it'd be a bit of a mixed match of 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 a team. Really, just don't concede first. <laughs> just don't concede first. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, Joe Wayman, um, you've you've watched a lot of football now. How do you, how do you see the Premier League going at the minute? The way it started, the way sides. Who 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 have you been watching? You say yeah, you know. Our Liber- yeah. we're, we're all looking and saying, yeah, Liverpool are back. You know, I like that, though. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're getting same, back to same. where we were. Yeah. And, 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 no, yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to a title race. I think we're going to have an actual title race this season. And I don't just mean, you know, like Arsenal. I think I really like Spurs and what Andrew's done. Um, I think it's fantastic what he's done in such a short space of time. It'll be interesting to see if they invest in January because they are light still if they get a few injuries. Spurs have picked up a few injuries, like Solomon's out for two to three months, Son's carrying a knock sort of thing. So the injuries are already piling up for Spurs up front, which is a bit concerning. And that's the thing, we'll leave you give give Ange what he needs. I think Mickey van der Ven's been, been quality. Uh, really like him, Destiny Adorgi, but Liverpool as well. Shabos like um, Liverpool look really good. Manchester City, mm, well, that's just <laughs> well, this, that, isn't it? I, I mean, look, day. let's just have a bit of Manchester. Let's all lap at Manchester United for a sec. <sighs> yes, please. That game last night against Galatasaray, um, 
Onana. Can you understand the logic in bringing in Onana and allowing David Gea to go? No, 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 no. Listen, I, I was saying earlier on on another stream on um, the end of the day, a goalkeeper for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. The using the ball with your feet is secondary. Yes, it's amazing to have, as we've seen with the likes of Edison, Allison, etc. Yes, it's amazing, but it's secondary. It has to be secondary to actually keeping the ball out of the back of the net. Do you know what I mean? So, but then again, Joe might be able to speak on this because who'd have thought that Steele would have been a Premier League goalkeeper? I, I, I genuinely, he was like languishing. I think he's Barnsley. He's been all over the shop. Sunderland. He, now, he was on the documentary. If, if it was there you go. A game. And and now he's he's starting week in week out for um, for Brighton. So maybe he can speak on it more than me. But I, I do think Anana's not great. And and I. Do you know what else is is really worrying for Man United, which I'm happy about? Bruno Fernandes, they're going to end up with another Maguire situation. And what I mean by that is, right, nowhere near, he's much better than Maguire, right? Maguire needs to leave the football club in order to resurrect his career. But Bruno Fernandes is not good. Bruno Fernandes goes missing. He's, he's, he's poor. I don't think he's the right attitude to be a captain. And at which stage... Does Ten Hag, if he sees the season out, which I think he should, to be honest, because changing your manager all the time is not going to work. But if they do sack him, a new manager has to come in and then they have this whole situation. Ultimately, for me, I don't think Bruno Fernandes is good enough. And and they've given him a captaincy. So now what? When they want to improve, can they? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what do you think about the, the, the way the top six are... The way the league is looking at the minute. You know, you're still in a healthy position despite the loss to Villa. You have five wins this season, I think. But with who you've played, who stood out for you being like, yeah, I was surprised with that or I expected more from them? Um, I expected more from Newcastle. And it's weird to say that tonight after just seeing them spank <laughs> PSG 4-1. I expected more from them um, to, to come to our place and give us some some real problems uh, because they are in a team, everything that really, really hurt us strong, powerful, quick. Um, and Eddie Howe knows how to frustrate us as well at the Amex. We, I've seen some torrid results, Eddie Howe results um, at the Amex, which I do not care to relive. Um, so I was shocked by them, but as you say, this weird season has started just really, really strangely. Like, I think Newcastle smashed Villa, Villa smashed us. We played Newcastle off the park. So it's it's a weird thing happening that, you know, and anyone could beat anyone on the day, especially towards that top end of the table. Um, and, you know, we were fighting with Villa last day of uh, the season, all the way up until the, the end of the season last season. So um, it, it, they're, they're very competitive. Um, I... I thought Villa were going to fall off a little bit. I, I thought that they weren't as good, and I thought there were a few few issues in in the stability and, and the balance of the team. But they've definitely proved me wrong now. Um, Diaby United, looks a player, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah very Diaby, good. Diaby very looks good. a proper player. Yeah, um, and we we played United at Old Trafford. I was there, played them off the park. We absolutely annihilated them, and it was marvelous to see my football team. Uh, that was the first time I've been to to Old Trafford to, to see us play, and 
you know, pl playing in, in that stadium where so many historic things have happened and, and us being the best team on the pitch. Um, yeah, it was, it was magical to see. So expected more from them. Um, and, and it is absolutely hilarious just to add to previous comments to see what's happening at their his historically shite football club. <laughs> well, I'll stick with you, Joe, for a second. Um, I listened to a part that you did with, uh, with Dom, who's um, the, the Road End podcast, who's a yeah. um, Liverpool fan. Tell mm -hmm. us a bit about that and what the, what you're doing with that as a whole. Yeah, so um, what I've decided to do is a little side project called Behind the Badge. Um, and it's almost to change the narrative of modern day football in how people look at football clubs. Because what it is, is... You know, there's so much rivalry and tension between so many people. And we forget that actually football is just you loving the club that you're brought up to love. There is there 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 isn't really there shouldn't be hatred, there shouldn't be toxicity, and you should respect everyone because at the end of the day, you are doing exactly what I'm doing, but with a Liverpool badge on your chest or with a Leeds badge on your chest. So it's just to have a completely open and unbiased conversation with different fans and just really understand the love that goes behind um their their, their support for, for their football club um and as i say that I, I try and be as unbiased as possible it's hard sometimes because as a football fan that the the passion comes out um well, i've only done a crystal palace fan that you invite on that that's, that's <laughs> interesting. i've i've well... only done two episodes so far which is brighton um which was an easy episode uh, and liverpool which was fantastic dom dom was absolutely amazing on that episode um and the crystal palace one um i've got a guest lined up funnily enough um hoping that that, that goes through but you know it's just about having a respectful conversation about football and, and why someone loves the football club and that's not a hard concept for me to grasp um yeah. so where, where can people yeah. find that so that is uh btbfc pod um on twitter and it's called behind the badge um so if you want to go listen to that and um, the liverpool podcast is out now I would highly recommend it. Dom is a really good guy, and anyway. we've had Dom on and talked to him a lot. He knows football inside out, loves the club, but he goes really deep into why. And it's it's a great listen. I'd encourage everybody to go and go and dig that out and stick it on your downloads and throw it on in the car when you're going for a drive or something. It, it's well worth it. And Joe, how's things going with the football with the watchalogs with just your football show? Are you yeah, good. Yeah, going well, mate. Like I say, um, just just trying to remain busy. Got the international break coming up, haven't we? Which is rubbish for content. It just yeah. So just trying to remain busy, my man. Um, I'm looking forward to to City Arsenal on the weekend. That'll be a good one, won't it? That'll be a good yeah. one. Could Liverpool end up top this weekend, mate? Possible. 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 I mean, for for all of the drama in Holly Blue of last weekend, which was legion. I think we're only two points behind Man City. I think we'd need Spurs to draw, Arsenal and City to draw, and us to beat Brighton by like three clear goals. Yeah, good and luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, the mentality monsters are back. Luke, how's um, things going with the UFC at the minute? Uh, uh, it's been quiet. I've been fairly inactive for multiple reasons. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping... I don't think there was an event last weekend, but there's an event this week, so I may be 
I'll maybe do a video on the event this week. I think the next big card's towards the end of October in Abu Dhabi, so I'll definitely be doing some coverage and definitely a watch long coming on that. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Listen, um, before we go, uh, quick one around houses. Joe Albion obsessed. Uh, did you see the stuff for the World Cup? Where the 2030 World Cup's going to be? Can you make any details of that? No. It's just another money-making decision that FIFA care to pump out, and it's, yeah, <sighs> stupid. It's, obs- it's mental, isn't it? And Joe Wayman, uh, England are hosting the Euros with, yeah, with, with Glasgow, right. Belfast, Dublin, and Cardiff. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> How you've, uh, uh, 2028, it's not that far away. Ah, it's all right, isn't it? As long as we don't have... Um... Another fucking issue like we had before down at Wembley and that. Do you remember when everyone went down and it all kicked off and that? Like, I know people from my hometown who don't even like football that went down. Why did they go down? They were just going down for the piss up and that. And it just was an absolute washout on it. So we just need to behave, man. Like, that's the only problem. We need to behave. Yeah. I want a World Cup. Do you know what I mean? It's all good having the Euros, but I want a World Cup, man. A World Cup. That's the yeah, I don't see this as that special because I, I think pretty much the 2021 or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. We had it, yeah, that yeah. was pretty much ours anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I, I think, think the, only that, the only that's reason... That's the thing. If we to... get 2028, we're not going to get the World Cup like no. straight after, right? It's going to be decade, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I, found, I found it weird that GB in Ireland and uh, Northern Ireland have... Done a joint bid, first and foremost. But they're the only horse in the race. There's only one stadium in Ireland, in the Republic of Ireland, that's being used, and that's in Dublin. I mean, I tell you what, when they announced the Europa League final was in Dublin, forget about hotels. I mean, all I'm hoping is if Liverpool get there, I'm I'm crashing on Gab's sofa. I'll, I'll see, I'll see oh, you there. Know, who's sober am I crashing on? That's it. I think everyone is, is rocking up to Gav Doyle's uh, house and yeah, we're all kipping there. But listen, uh, the Joes, Joe from Albion Obsessed, and uh, Joe Wayman, thank you both very much for coming on. Luke Pleasure. on the decks, minding all the comments and everything. Thank you very much. And thank you in the chat for all your um, comments and driving the show. And click like and subscribe and all that lovely good stuff on your way out. Thanks very much for joining us. And we'll see you again soon. Take care. Podcast Network.